0: Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Fishing Report. And uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking to Captain Brant Peacher over in Pensacola. How you doing, Captain Brant? Hey, pretty good. Awesome, man. So uh, so how's the fishing been, man? It's been good for me this week. I've seen some pictures. I saw a nice king mackerel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took an offshore trip, I think, uh, three or four days ago. And it was the best king mackerel bite that I've been on since I was a kid. Now, when I was a kid, I used to fish king mackerel tournaments. Uh, in the SKA on a big King mackerel team, I was their junior angler. We may have talked about that
0: before. Yeah. I remember remember you telling me about that. So you've got Uh, a ton of experience doing that.
1: So I have a ton of King mackerel experience, but, uh, the other day was one of the best King mackerel bites I've been on in probably 20 years.
0: Wow. So what, how far out did you have to go to find that?
1: 22 miles. Really? Which is not that far.
0: No, it isn't. But it's but king mackerel this time of year typically or, or they well I'll ask and rather than say it they're more not inshore but they're closer to shore uh, right typically it,
1: it just depends they they move in and out uh, with the bait and the water quality and you know king's like a kind of a, a greener water okay and. And that was, it was perfect King, what I call King water out there this weekend. And man, it was, you know, we pulled up to the spot. The current was insane. And so we were actually pulling up to the spot to bottom fish. The current was so bad. I was like, man, we're probably not going to get to do much bottom fishing. Yeah. And, um, so I flipped a bait out the back and as soon as it hit the water, I hooked one. I was like, well, we'll just catch some top water fish. So we messed <laughs> yeah. around with that for a while.
0: So what, uh, so you were at a wreck, were they, what made it so good? Cause they're a school fish, right? Typically, or how do they? Uh,
1: can be, yeah, yeah they can. You know, you'll see them in schools. A lot of times the bigger ones will be in ones and twos. But the, uh, so we were on a natural bottom out there and it's the start of the edge basically is what it's called. Okay. uh, Yeah. And and so the, traditionally is a good king spot certain times a year when the water uh, quality is right for them. And it was right, man. And And it was just they were everywhere. I wouldn't have wanted to stick my big toe in the water,
0: honestly. <laughs> so you were just flipping baits out and they were just doing their thing.
1: Yeah, it didn't even have to be a, a bait. You could have pitched a piece of, uh, you. I could have cut up a piece of my turkey sandwich and flipped it out <laughs> there and they would have eaten
0: it. <laughs> That's crazy then. So how many, I mean, what was the biggest one you guys landed? Uh, probably 25,
1: 30 pounds, which isn't a bad fish, most of the, but they were, none of them were small. They were all 20 pounders.
0: Yeah. So they kind of, I mean, you would, you you having a bite like that. I mean, they would all be similarly sized, I would think. Right. Well,
1: you, what you need to do, not necessarily, but what you, a lot of them will be cookie cutters. Yes. But there will be big ones mixed in with them, but you have to use big baits to catch them. Okay. And so if I were there, let's say that I was fishing a tournament I got on a bite like that i would change to like a a big bluefish, small bonita or giant hardtail for bait to try to catch one of the 40 to 60 pounders
0: okay and so th- when you when you move up to a larger bait like that do the smaller ones leave it alone or is it just for the, the most part
1: they they will leave some well i say that sometimes no but a lot of times they won't eat the big hardtails as fast as they'll eat the cigar minnows and other stuff Yes. yeah
0: do you, uh, have you, what now I know kind of the answer, but I've, I've always, um, and it was as a kid, really, I would go with my uncle and we would troll bait so either a cigar minnow or, um, you know, some kind of plug or whatever he did. I was yeah, young enough you to
1: definitely, definitely do that. There, like, we here, the thing about trolling plugs and, and baits like that, you are going to get a lot of the smaller fish. Yeah. Um, you will catch a big one every now and then, uh, but for the most part, you're going to get your 10 to 20 pounders that way.
0: So you didn't set out on this particular trip to target Kings.
1: We set out to just make a creative a video, right. and whatever we came across, that's what we were going to do. And so we stopped at the spot trying to catch know, amberjack and stuff like that. And it did, you know, obviously it wasn't going to happen with the current. So we just kind of swerved.
0: Yeah. Do you, what would you, would you have done anything differently if you were going to say, okay, we're going after, say a tournament, but we're going after Kings. Would you have even gone to that spot to, to check? Probably,
1: or? probably not. Yeah. No. I, I would have, uh, you know, if I'm going in a tournament, <clears throat> I'm going to catch, Big live baits, I mean, real big baits. Like, I don't want to get a ton of bites if I'm in a tournament, Yeah. because bites waste time unless it's the right fish, and so I'm going to go catch a a ton of big, big hardtails or bluefish or stop on the way out and catch some bonitas and try to keep them alive, and uh, I'm usually, in the tournaments, we ran to the oil rigs southwest of here. Yeah. West,
0: Southwest. I've just never really targeted king mackerel, other than as a kid, and, and so I really don't know a ton about it. It almost seems like um, whenever, and and I'm kind of using this podcast as my my litmus of, sure. of what people do. But it seems like when when you guys all catch them or the clients catch them, whatever, mm-hmm. it's almost like a bycatch thing. Like we weren't there for this, but we put out a, a you know just a free line and and we caught a kid. And but now I'm wondering I'm how gonna, do how do you target them? Yeah. You know.
1: Gotcha. So if I'm gonna target, let's say, all right, I'm not gonna talk tournament fishing. If I'm gonna target them on a charter and let somebody that's never caught a king before catch a king, all right, we're yep. gonna go to all the close-in wrecks because these kings hang around all the close-in wrecks, the buoys, the the sunken ships that are four or five miles off the beach, and I will pull plugs or I will stop and. Uh, you know, you can stop and chum and flip out cigar minnows, but I really like to slow troll for them with, with live baits. Okay. That seems to be best. So like if I were going to, uh, if I were going to do that, I would probably slow troll cigar, live cigar minnows very slowly around those wrecks. And that's the best way to catch them.
0: Yeah. What, uh, what's the, is there a secret to doing that or anything? And the reason I ask is man, I hear slow troll and I hear live bait and I think of just a mess of line is it not that bad
1: no because i mean you're basically i mean i'm going super slow okay and so what i do is i take a a king leader and i flip a live cigarman out the back and i've got you know maybe two rods going and if the kings are biting good even if they're not biting good usually get bit pretty quick on these close-in wrecks doing that so i'm gonna yeah you're, you're gonna be on fighting fish most of the morning
0: okay yeah, I've just it, so it's almost like a a controlled drift. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that it,
1: that's sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's
0: that's interesting, yeah. man. I, and you know the cool thing about doing that, um, just from what you said, is that so many things on those wrecks eat the cigar minnows. So I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's just a lot of things like you. I mean, you said it, but like you're going to be getting bit in a hurry, whether it's a king mackerel or just something else. You know.
1: Yeah. No. No. No doubt. No doubt. And. uh you know, on days that we couldn't get bait or bait was scarce, we would just go. Like we kingfished a ton on the on our charters because the king is a very fast, hard fighting fish that you can keep. Yeah. Which is a great fish for a charter. Yeah. And so we uh, we would pull yozuri's or something like that around uh, or, or x wraps around these wrecks and they work too they work really well obviously not as usually not as well as a live cigar minnow, but they work
0: yeah so you have told us about and i think we're getting close um but there's a period of time when and you've you mentioned actually recently but there's a period of time when a lot of kinks move in close to these bridges when you have a bait die off and um they kind of get not die off but they get flushed out and they start moving right when does that happen that's soon right
1: yeah, end of end of September. am ah, a little gonna, ar- okay. <laughs> yeah, so what's going to happen? It's going to cool down, or well, I say, yeah, yeah, October, end of September, first week of October. It's a short period; it only lasts about two to three weeks. Okay, and it uh, it's going to happen. the The, the Menhaden, what it is, is the Menhaden flush out of the Bayou, and I guess the water temperature gets right for them or something. Because right now, most of the Menhaden are in the bayous and so when they flush out of the bayous uh these kings just gorge themselves on them
0: okay and i remember you talking about that last year and i remember last year it seems like something maybe a hurricane something weird happened that that uh well we had uh yeah we
1: had the hurricane
0: yeah that'll do it (laughs) that'll shut fishing down (laughs) we had Sally. yeah that's right okay yes that's what it was, because and then it's like okay, well that period's gone now, so they're just that yeah. either happened or not, but yeah,
1: exactly. exactly.
0: So I'm I'm curious to, to see how that. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you'll you'll fish it if unless there's something crazy like that, but I'm just curious to see that uh, kind of in real time, you know, because you've told me about I'll it. I'll
1: definitely fish it, mm-hmm. definitely, and there won't there will be other species there, lots of big jacks and. Bull reds and stuff
0: too. Yeah, it almost sounds kind of like a little mini, like mullet run type scenario. Kind of. Kind you know? of. Yeah. yeah. Well, like yeah. everything around is just pounding mm-hmm. these things.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: <clears throat> so, what do you have any advice for anyone that, because like I'm, I've, I've already told you, but I'm super inexperienced with King Mackerel. Is there anything, any advice, anything you, you would tell listeners that are in kind of my boat that would want to go out and try to target them? Is there any like secret or anything that, that you've learned in your experience that would, would no, help they're,
1: they're very easy fish to target. Just be, go to the, and you don't have to go to a secret spot usually either go to the public spots that you can see the buoys, the public wrecks and, uh, <clears throat> use, uh, you know, live cigar minnows are the best, but if you don't have live cigar minas, it's very easy to tie on a, a, Rapala or or a Yozuri or something and just let it let it roll behind the boat yeah and uh so we caught a lot of fish doing that and and so that's re it's very easy keep a very loose drag if if, especially if you're trolling you don't want to you do not want a tight drag with king mackerel i actually prefer using monofilament over braided line when i'm king mackerel fishing which is one of the only fish that i prefer using a mono over braid
0: and they're so they're that fast i mean their takeoff is that Oh, abrupt.
1: it's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you pull a lot of hooks with Kings, which is why I like the mono better.
0: Yeah. Do they have a, a, a is their mouth soft or anything or is it, I mean, do they it's hook up? It's not, a, it's
1: just a very
0: awkward mouth. It's very hard to get a hook through their mouth. It's yeah. Weird. They do have like a weird little triangle shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is for their size. It's not a, I know what you're saying. It's almost hard to describe. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's interesting, man. Um, do you, uh, do, speaking of teeth in their mouth, do, what kind of uh, bite leader, you're probably not using a metal one. So how do you, how do you avoid?
1: I, I, I do use, uh, I use steel leader.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Always. Yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely do not want to use anything but steel. And I use, uh, I use a leader material called uh, by American Fishing Wire, AFW. It's t- called titanium. Okay. And I use I use their forty pound titanium for just about everything.
0: So it doesn't. They don't mind that, obviously. Mm-mm. Man, I have overcomplicated this in my in my mind yeah. just thinking about it. You Perfect. know, and, and I'm a I'm an inshore guy, so it would make sense sure. that I don't get tons of opportunity to do this. But um, mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, well, nothing bites a wire leader. You got to get some kind of heavy. Floro or something that's you know not going to be as apparent, you know that it's.
1: Oh no, they will they will smash a wire leader a, a lot of times.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm giving them way too much credit, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and like there are
1: some there are some days where they will shy away. Now a Spanish can will sh- they're more leader shy in my opinion than a king. Yeah, a I, Spanish I, will shy away from a
0: wire, and I've had Spanish do that because I've been with my kids, and we'll just you know they'll clip through it and so it's like all right well we'll tie on a leader and then you throw out into the school the same one you just broke off in or got bit off in and nothing happens yeah and, you now,
1: know i use mono for spanish most of the time i use like 40 pound mono and, and roll with it
0: just. yeah yeah and i've started doing that too just from from having that happen you know if i'm you know early spring really if i it's early spring when they're, they're kind of the first thing to show up so it's kind of the, mm-hmm. the easy thing to go find, you know, when there's nothing else sure. around necessarily, but, um, or if I got my kids with me and I just want them, you know, it's like, Hey, the Spanish are around, we can get you girls on a school of fish and it'll be fun. Um, and so I, I kind of rig it that way. Uh, but yeah, i try to put some kind of heavy mono on there. Or, or I I don't really like to waste fluorocarbon on something like that, <laughs> you know, because exactly. they don't care that much and that stuff ain't cheap. So
1: exactly.
0: But well, man, uh, I appreciate it because, I'm, you know, there's so many, you know, it's like for you, you fished in the SKA stuff and grew up doing that. And I've never really king fished. And so it's like, there's so you, you can just take this as far as you want to take it for each species that you target, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, it's just Absolutely. crazy. Cause I'm a, I like the redfish and the tarpon and the inshore kind of tropical stuff. But then, so the Kings have, have never really been on my radar, but I see, I keep seeing pictures of them. What's the, what's the best time they're- of year?
1: Uh, well, I like May, June, right now, okay. uh, the like, fall, Yeah, like, you know, can be anything. Um, but I absolutely love catching King mackerel. I, I really do, man. They are such a fun fish to catch and I'll believe it or not. It, it's my favorite fish to catch on the pier. Really? I love catching kings on the pier. It is so much fun, man. They're just a blast. It's like they're, they're just they're awesome. They they fight just they're they fight harder for the first two or three minutes than just about anything out there.
0: Yeah, and then you can eat them, so that's always yeah. fun. You know, sure, because <clears> sure. that's you know like a tarpon. Tarpon are, are hard to beat, but you're putting them back. You know, and so yeah, that's if exactly. you if you want to have a meal out of the deal, then that's you know kings are kind of a a, a neat way to go. Um. Man, I, I got to try this. I really do. I'm trying to, it almost sounds like, because I know, I mean, you know, it, tar, times of the year you can get them inshore. The passes are probably always decent. And then it sounds like beach, nearshore wrecks. All, I mean, they're just kind of everywhere, right?
1: Yeah. If, yeah. If I were going to go tomorrow to target king mackerel, I would hit all the nearshore wrecks, you know, one to five miles out.
0: And And so really it sounds like anywhere that there would be a concentration of bait.
1: Right, correct. I mean, yeah. that's essentially and, and, what's happening. Yeah, and so I'll pull up to a, a wreck and I'll make some trolls around it, pitch out some baits, maybe chuck some lures, troll some lures, do whatever I can, spend 20 minutes. And if I don't get bit, I move to the next one.
0: Okay, and you know what's needed, but especially those public numbers. I mean, they're, they're kind of, once you get on one, they're sort of just sprinkled out within pretty close distance to each other. I mean, you could hit a, a bunch of them and not a ton of time, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Man, that's awesome. I'm going to have to try it. Um, there's so many new things like that I'm picking up off this podcast. I mean, look, I know I could Google and figure out how to go Target Kings, but it, like I said, you can take this as far as you want to go, and and you were with a bunch of dudes growing up that took it to the tournament level, so they took it oh, as yeah, far as you yeah. can take it, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, well, thank you for sharing that because that's, uh, that's interesting, and it is something that, you know – it's not that hard to catch, and and so uh, again, you know, people coming to town and stuff. You mentioned catching them off the piers. I mean, it's that's one of those fish that are that are mm-hmm. readily caught off the the piers and just about every pier in the Panhandle, I'd say.
1: Yeah, no, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are two fish where that I am best at targeting, and one of them's a king
0: mackerel, and the
1: one's a redfish.
0: There you go. Well, we'll have the same kind of conversation one day about redfish. Cause okay. I, I like to pick all your brains cause I, my, my idea for myself, but then also as a, you know, the listeners, I mean, you take the best of all four of you guys and you got some pretty good info to, to at least to start. Sure. You know? no,
1: no question. No question.
0: So, well, cool, Brant. Well, thank you, buddy. And, uh, and, uh, hopefully we'll get to talk again next week and, uh, and see you got any sure. big plans or any, any traveling thing cool coming up.
1: Not really man, just going to hang here and and do some fishing around here for a while. Probably go do some more offshore stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you better while you can, you know, cuz we're about, yeah. we're about to get into the heart of the hurricane season and everything else. So who knows? It, uh, exactly But well, and I forgot to do this, but tell everybody where to find you on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah, hit and- me
1: up, uh, Angler up with Brant on both and I try to post videos every every day or two
0: yep very nice well cool well thank you Brent and uh, we'll talk again next week buddy yeah sounds good thank you see ya see ya